This is the Chiefs' official podcast network. Take advantage of the day. When you get an opportunity in this game, you make a play. The playmakers on three. One, two, three. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. It's the for real edition of Defending the Kingdom. Mitch Holtis with you along with 10-year National Football League veteran Sean Barber. I'm saying that's my open for the radio. I'll just tell you it's for real. Uh, All of this talk, all of this anticipation, camps, OTAs, lifts, and now it's time to get it started for real against a team that was in the AFC Championship game two years ago uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars right out of the gate. Yeah, the atmosphere is exciting here in Kansas City. I can't wait to board the plane and actually get to Jacksonville to see uh, what the environment is going to be there. I know that city is hopping hot, um, riding high on a uh, what is what is deemed to be one of the best defenses in the league this year, um, but also on some rejuvenated legs of a running back and the uh, championship uh, demeanor that one. Um, Mr. Foles brings to the quarterback position. So um, they have they have reason to have high hopes, um, but also here at the, at the kingdom, we have really high hopes, both you know, great expectations for what we can do on both sides of the ball. Not only do they have high hopes, Barbershop, they've got motivation. Uh, let's go back to last year's game. They were 3-1 and one coming in here. That was the biggest game in the league that day. Chiefs were 4-0, off the hot start. Mahomes was impressive, but they didn't know he was going to throw 50 touchdowns. But then the season for Jacksonville, that week, trashed. They didn't win a game in October, didn't win it in November. All of a sudden, their season's kaput. So they're looking at the Chiefs going, wait a minute, this is the team that wrecked our season last year, basically. So you got that action going in. And then Fournette. I mean, two years ago, Chiefs Kingdom fans need to realize this is the Jags were in the Chiefs' role two years ago. They mm-hmm. lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, and they got there mainly because of Leonard Fournette, who seems to be a – redone dude like he wants to get back to what he was two years ago he slimmed down the Chiefs want to build a wall it was the you know arguably statistically the weakest part of the Chiefs team last year that will get tested right away oh definitely and we know he he comes from a um, the makeup from that LSU Tigers we talked about. We got some good Tigers on our team. We got Matthews and Breland. We got guys that we um, um, we give them credit from coming from that uh, tough New Orleans atmosphere, um, that playing down in the Bayou. But Linda Fournette is a guy. He runs behind his pads. Uh, great balance to contact. Great acceleration. Um, he has that home run capability. Great vision. Um, and then he has a size to be a three down back. He's somebody that you're going to definitely have to worry about, um, not only the first quarter, but he gets stronger as he gets more carries. And defensively, those are the kind of running backs you worry about because you keep them uh, one or two yards per carry for a first half, and then they come out after halftime, and in that second half they get rolling, they get going, and they seem to get stronger as the defense gets weaker. Um, and that's the thing you got to really um, – we talk about building that wall. we got to make sure that all 11 guys, especially the front seven, are on the same page on every snap. But building that wall, what I've seen over the last several months, that's why I'm saying this will be an interesting test, is some pride in building that wall. They had it at training camp. They know that it was the Achilles heel last year. But going down the line, Chris Jones seems to be rededicated to playing the run, not just getting sacks. Derek Nottie might be the most improved player on this football team. Frank Clark, we know what he's like. And then the linebackers. Talking with Anthony Hitchens this week, he's as excited as you are to get on that plane because this, you know, kind of attack their demeanor. This, this attack their football 
reputation, so to speak, and now you're going to get it to play against Fournette in a system that, that will make him centric and trying to keep Leonard Fournette from dictating terms in this game or wrecking a game. Yeah, the linebackers, they definitely took last year personally. Um, a lot of the statistics say that, you know, yeah, we got to the quarterback, we uh, created a lot of sacks and turnovers, but we were porous against the run. We gave up way too much yardage. We, we were 30th or 31st against uh, points per game given up. And as a linebacker, you're the you're the you're the general, you're the field general on the defense, and so you do take that thing, you take that personally. It's a personal, um, um, somebody taking a personal shot at your character as a defender, and so yeah, I think um, uh, Hitchens, uh, Hitman, Raglan, those guys, uh, they were uh, Ben Neiman, Dorian O'Dan, those guys that were part of the uh, team last year. I think they were so excited, like biting at the bit to get back on that practice field, to get back to just getting downhill. Um, um, gap sound football, building that wall to stop any uh, running game that comes to the arrowhead. Um, or if they got to go to Jacksonville and take care of that Leonard Fournette, uh, he's going to be a tank. He comes at you like a tank. Um, but we, I think we have the personnel and the scheme to really um, do what we need to do on defense to negate um, any big carries by him. Fournette, 10 100-yard rushing games in just 21 games. Again, he can wreck a game. Jacksonville, different this year. They spent money on getting Nick Foles in at quarterback. I remember when Nick was here, I had some great chats with him. What a great dude. And the thing that he's been able to do is perform when he's been called upon. Um, And his run to be Super Bowl MVP a couple of years ago was amazing. But now Nick Foles, the whole run pass, he's not Michael Vick and running the ball. No, he's not Lamar Jackson, but he's got it. You got to respect him enough that if you just dive on Fournette, he can take off and run for twelve yards. Yeah, on third downs, on you know a fourth and goal, like you know situations where uh, he know he only needs a couple yards to keep the drive alive. Uh, he's not scrambling to to make you look bad, but he's just so efficient of when he does pull the ball and scramble. So you, you do have to account for him. Um, but that, that wouldn't be something that the defense is really worried about. You're not going in the game trying to stop Nick Foles from, from gaining 20 yards. Um, you're more concerned with him um, throwing up that, that 50-50 ball down the field, trying to get behind the defense. He tries to catch you off guard sometime uh, with some of his uh, run, play, action, pass, and then he hits you with some home runs. So um, he's always been so accurate, um, a, a very um, uh, consummate pro at throwing the ball downfield, when to take chances. He knows game situation. Um, and sometimes he throws the ball down there where it's as good as a punt. Third and 15, third and 12, uh, backed up in his own area. He lets it fly deep, hopes for a P.I., hopes for his guy to come out with the ball. But even if he intercepted, he thinks it's a punt. So, um, I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think he's going to be so careful with the ball, and that should give our safety some chance. Uh, Honey Badger, uh, my man uh, Juan and uh, Sorensen to have a chance to really pick off, maybe hang back there and ball hawk the ball, um, if not in the, late in the first half, but sometime in the second half. Yeah, I think that's a big difference with this Chiefs defense is the fact that you've got some ball hawks back there now. Jordan Lucas had the big play a year ago against these guys. He had a 49-yard interception return when he intercepted Bortles. We're going to get to Mahomes in a second and why this game is big for him and maybe bigger than people realize. But before we'll do that, one last thing in talking about this secondary of the Kansas City Chiefs. In talking with the defensive staff, too, you know, who can get behind you? Conley's on this team. We know about Chris. He's on the uh, Jacksonville team now. But D.D. Westbrook is a guy that can get behind you on play-action passes. So there's where you got to play the run, make sure you build a wall and stop Fournette. But you just can't go to sleep on a guy like Westbrook who can run behind you. Yeah, he has great hands, uh, great elusiveness. Uh, he creates um, great creates separation against DBs. Um, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a top-flight receiver. He's a guy that you want 
Um, if you if you do any fantasy anything like that, you can get him um, as a tier two wide receiver. Uh, he can be a, you know, a flex player and start as a W uh, a wide receiver two on your team. Um, but he, he has all the capabilities of being a top notch wide receiver. He just never had anybody to get him the ball. Uh, last year, when you look at the game, uh, so many times the Broyles just threw the ball into the ground, underthrew it by five yards, overthrew it by seven yards, and these were in key downs, third downs where you just needed to keep the chain moving. They had players open. But he just couldn't make the connection. And that is too many times during the season the defense had to deal with going back on the field because of a lost opportunity to offense. And coming here to Kansas City last year, I think we broke their back. They, they, they put all their chips to the table. The defense came in chirping. Uh, we know Mr. Duval came talking about how he was a Pro Bowl cornerback and he was being matched up against a special teams Pro Bowl and Tyreek Hill. And we just shut all that down. Um, you know, being able to just take control of the game uh, by halftime up 20 to zero. Um, and then the Chiefs are able to kind of put it on cruise control. But I look forward for their, their wide receiver crew. Um, like you said, they got Chris Conley coming back. He knows our offense. Uh, they signed our third string quarterback, trying to get a little bit more insight about the offense. But, you know, our offense, we didn't show too much in the preseason. We're just going to turn the page to whatever the next, uh, the next recipe, the next thing for Coach Reed to put in Pat Mahomes' hands. I have no doubt that our offense is going to be on all cylinders. But this defense is what I'm so excited to see about go down to Jacksonville and try to stop that run. Again, we're going to mention uh, Patrick Mahomes here in a second and why this game is more important than you may think for him. But the, the note here, a couple of stats – uh, one, on defense for the Chiefs, the number that's banged in my head all offseason is only 13% three and outs. Don't let the Jaguars dictart, dictate terms here to you. Get them off the field, um, and particularly early in the game. The second one now as we do flip over to this Jacksonville defense, and you've alluded to them, is the fact that even as much of a wreck of their season became at 5-11, and 11, they came in here 3-1 and one in early October and ended up 5-11, and 11, so you do the math. They were still number one in the NFL, this Jacksonville defense. Number one in the NFL. They only allowed at home 15 points a game. Mm-hmm. Now that's on a 5-11 and 11 season. So that gets your attention about their will and their toughness, and that's some of that Tom Coughlin, Doug Marone coming out in them. Yeah, they lost. I mean, it's a, a bunch of close games they lost by field goals. Um, I know they shut out Indianapolis late in the season, and that was an Indianapolis team that was on a hot streak. They ended up going in the playoffs and winning a bunch of games, uh, went up to Houston and won, came here. Uh, we took care of business against the Colts, but at the time in the season, the Colts were hot and hitting on all, and, and they shut them out. Um, so that, that, that that's a testament of what they can do when they're on their P's and Q's. Uh, Calais Campbell up front, um, the rookie Josh Allen from, uh, you know, our defensive coach knows him, how, how, how credible he is as far as coming off the edge. Uh, Miles Jack at the linebacker position. It's like they have a elite talent at every level of the defense, and if you don't pay attention, they'll make you pay. Yeah, here's the other number. This is why it's a big game for, if you look at defensively, trying to not have Fournette dictate terms to you. Then flipping over the other side of the ball – is for Patrick Mahomes. Last year in the game against Jacksonville, Chiefs win 30-14. to He did not have a touchdown pass. The only game he did not have a touchdown pass in in a 50-touchdown pass season. But he had to be patient because Jacksonville's – they want to pressure you up front with all the studs that you've mentioned, but then they won't try to let you get behind them. And so sometimes you have to throw the ball underneath. So Kelsey last year, five catches, 100 yards, and a 40-yard gain and one – 
But Mahomes to be challenged, because he's even said his next step. Go back to podcast number two that we had on defending the kingdom if you want to archive it and listen what's the next step for Mahomes. This game, to me, is a perfect example that's a next step for Patrick Mahomes in handling this defense and situations on the road. Being able to showcase how mature he has become in a short period of time. You know, you hear the term um, wise before your years, or you see a young kid that's speaking like a grown man. I mean, Pat Mahomes is doing all the right things off the field, on the field. His progressions, everything is going right. Can he be patient? That was the discussion going into game four of the season last year after such a great start. If you take the home run away, all his home run weapons, can he continually check the ball down? throw the crossing routes, throw it into the open areas. You know defensively they don't want to get beat. They, they, their cornerbacks have so much pride, they take away all the deep ball stuff and make you catch it underneath so they can try to strip, uh, create a fumble or something like that. They want you to catch it so they have opportunity to hit you. And then up front they come after you. They want you to not be able to deliver the ball out the po- pocket, to move outside the pocket trying to throw in a run, which we know Pat Mahomes is excellent. He's elite at throwing the ball outside of the pocket. So that kind of plays into our hands. But can you be patient enough to not um, just rush your progression, rush your read, and try to take a big shot when it ain't there? Pat Mahomes is going to have to be put to the test. Yep, this reminds me of that Seattle game I alluded to. Go back to podcast number two, and we talked about it in the summer. But you got some full-grown men up front here with this Jacksonville defense. Yannick Ngakwe might be the most underrated dude in the league. I mean, he's for real. You mentioned Marcel Darius. He's been a wrecking crew for years. Clayus Campbell might be going to the Hall of Fame. Avery Jones, good. Miles Jack in the middle. And then Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Boye. Some think is the best best duo of corners uh, in the entire National Football League. But there are ways to attack this defense. We're going to give away government secrets here on a podcast. But there are ways to attack it. But to your point and the point we're trying to make here, sometimes to attack is also to be patient. What you don't want in this game is exactly what the Chiefs want on the other side of the ball, and that's three and outs. Mm -hmm. Because that's what happened early in Seattle, and now you're pedaling a bicycle uphill all day. Yeah, you can't let this team get on the road. Defensively, you got to take the air out of the stadium. They're going to be on an emotional high. You know, it's a chance to get some redemption, some payback against a team that ended their season last year. Nothing better they would less they, they would like to do than three and out this all-powered, high-powered offense that we have here in Chiefs Kingdom. So you got to be able to attack where you can. We've noted some players that are playing at elite level, but what you didn't hear is that safety position. We don't. We didn't talk about their safeties. That has always been a weakness for Jacksonville, uh, ever since uh, Donovan Darius and those guys uh, used to patrol the the secondary at Jacksonville. They haven't had one since. And so, when you talk about the importance of a Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Demetrius Robinson, our slot receiver, a uh, running back coming out the backfield, anybody who gets matched up against a safety in their in their blitz and man game. Those would be the areas that um, you got to focus on and attack. And when you have a chance, you have to make them pay. Yeah, Jacksonville's run like 100 safeties through there and trying to find it to go at these corners. And you're right about D-Rob. He could be a factor here. Even a Blake Bell might come into play. Uh, but this offense, we're so excited about the Chiefs offense and the, the pieces that they've added. But we have not had a podcast since the Chiefs signed Shady McCoy. Now, I got fired up, Barbershop, when the Chiefs got Shady McCoy. I went crazy. To me, it's like the cool dude across the street that has all the great power tools in his garage, and he just went and bought another really cool power tool. (laughs) That's what it reminds me of. Because to me, Shady, uh, LaShawn McCoy, is 
the perfect piece to add mm-hmm. to the rest of this because of Shady's game. Yeah, I mean, his history with the team, he already knows the offense, so it's not like he's starting from day one trying to learn a a brand-new offense. It's an offense he's always familiar with. It always has worked to his skill set. One cut, um, extremely elusive, great elite vision, a guy who has great hands. Um, He's just another version of what we already have. And you can't have too many horses in the stable when it comes to the NFL. It's a long season. The more you can keep your top – um, performing running backs, performing at that high level, the better you are on offense. So Shady McCoy, Shady McCoy brings a, a sense of uh, veteran leadership, um, experience. He knows how to get it done at a high level. And I think pairing him back up with Coach Andy Reid might be just the motivation he needs to relight that fire, to relight that emotional, that passion that you haven't seen from Shady in a while um, and then speaking of his relationship with Brett Veach, Brett Veach was the guy that standed on the table and pounded when we was in Philadelphia yep. to get Shady in, out of University of Pitt. Um, he's the guy who did all the film work, who realized how special running back this guy really was. And so be able to finish your career playing for your coach, your GM, the scout that scouted you. When all those moons come into a line, it's nothing he would rather do than bring a championship to Andy and to Kansas City. And you know playing this game for 10 years. I talked to Shady about it earlier this week. A chance to win. Yeah. He has never really had a chance to win. Early on with Coach Reed, those 9, 10, 11 right in there. But then he had to deal with Coach Reed getting fired in Philly, and then it just was rough. But he was still a soldier through all that. But now he knows he's got a real shot at trying to win. We're going to close out this podcast of Defending the Kingdom as we get ready for week number one against Jacksonville on special teams. And I don't want to overlook it because one thing that's impressive in my study of Jacksonville this week was even though their season went to a wreck, they did not lose their pride and they did not lose their uh, special teams performance in coverage in particular. These guys cover punts and they cover kicks. And again, going back to Fournette trying to control the game or wreck the game, they want to command field position. The Chiefs have a challenge, and the Chiefs coaching staff knows it in trying to win special teams against the Jaguars. we got to be so uh, on our game as far as punt protection and then covering. Um, the one thing you know about special teams, the, what's the one position you see laced throughout special teams? It's that linebacker position, coverage safeties. Guys that look like safeties but hit like linebackers. Jacksonville is full of them. They have eight guys that, that, that all run uh, sub four fives and, and, and just – they are tremendous at their coverage skills and how they can um, um, go from sideline to sideline. Those are assets in the special team area, especially when you talk about coverage. One of our main threats in special teams is uh, Tyreek Hill, Miko Harmon, um, um, Thompson. The guys we have that can go to the house, um, it's going to be a challenge to get a hat on a hat, stay with your coverage, stay on your leverage, be able to block these guys. Um, and finish off your blocks upfield. Um, it's only going to take one block. When guys are that fast, sometimes they have a tendency to overrun stuff. Yep. So be on the lookout for a little bit of a razzle-dazzle, some kind of misdirection. Um, and when we have an opportunity to make them pay, we got to take it to the house. And do it without getting a penalty. Do we, because penalties in the open, we see it in special teams now, particularly early in the season. They look for those block in the back, whatever. The, the officials are aware. They're not worn down either. They're, they're like up and looking for it. So don't have uh, the special teams penalties, which can wreck field position. And the other note, don't get mad at me, Chiefs Kingdom, for bringing this up, but Dustin Colquitt has gone 418 punts without a block. His last punt block, 
was at Jacksonville in 2013 to open that season. It was the only two points the Jags got. It was Andy Reid's first game. But this is a better Jacksonville team that the Chiefs will face. But it just goes to show you that Jacksonville, they pay attention to special teams like the Chiefs do. And I know the Chiefs, when you look at – we talked to uh, Rod Smith and Dave Tobe. They're up for the challenge, but they have to be. You have got to be on it in all four core uh, phases of the special teams or you could get uh, upset. Yeah, Coach Tobes has always been great on being a uh, man of his word, a man of his passion and, and, and patience about yep. uh, preparing his guys uh, on his phase to be ready to play in any conditions. Um, we, we know we never know what the conditions are going to be going down to Jacksonville, but our special teams will be ready. Uh, Buck kicker with field goals, be ready um, to kick almost a 60-yard if he needs to. The coverage teams, the return teams, um, be ready for any kind of fakes. Um, just be prepared. It's week one. You never know what to, to expect. Everybody's going to be a little bit closer to the vest. But when you have an opportunity, we call turn the field. When you have a three and out and you have an opportunity to get the ball back near the 40-yard line, we didn't have that much last year with our offense. And that's why it was called upon Pat to be a 5,000-yard mm-hmm. passer because we had to go 70, 80, sometimes 90 yards in order to get in the red zone. But when you have an opportunity to take advantage um, of a short punt or to be able to put pressure on a guy and, and make him punt it out of bounds to be to kick away from our, uh, our dual threat return guys, we got to be ready to take advantage of it. And, and like you said, um, in week one, penalties. You got to avoid penalties, and sometimes when you play a team as fast as Jacksonville, it makes you a little bit handsy. It makes you want to grab guys because you don't want to lose them. You don't want your guy to make the tackle, and you give them one little extra pull. Tobe is going to be so, so hard on his guys to finish on the, with the right leverage, with the right shoulder. Uh, um, you just got to be so mentally focused going into the game to finish your drill on every play of the um, special teams phase. Yeah, and everybody wears down. That's what I was alluding to earlier. The officials, they're all fired up this week, right? They're fresh. They ain't going to be like they are in November. Yeah. So they're, they might overcall something. And so uh, they get maybe a little bit of nitpicky, particularly early in the season. So here we go, man. I'm just uh, This podcast is for real. That's what we're going to call it because that's the way the broadcast. I'm going to start it there too. Barbershop, it's for real now. So let's go to Jacksonville. Ready for it, baby. Let's go. Defending the kingdom. Thanks for listening to the Chiefs Official Podcast Network. Ten, five, touchdown! Lock it down! And the celebration begins in our 